0: This will be the last part for this in-depth analysis of indoctrination. If you guys have made it this far, I've looked over the past of indoctrination in part one, and in part two, the modern applications of indoctrination in our society. And now I talk about the solution, or I should say solutions. In part two, I stated that there is two essential conditions to indoctrinate students. First, that professors use their authority, and second, that professors promote closed-minded adaptations of a belief. Professors have both intellectual authority and practical authority. There's no question that professors have the power to varying degrees. We cannot escape the fact of a professor's authority. Professors can only choose how to use it. To so avoid indoctrination requires that professors remain aware of their authority over students. Also, the less professors abuse their power and infringe upon student, a student's autonomy. As I stated in part one, indoctrination is not just a promotion of certain beliefs, and people. It's an effort to change their beliefs and instill a fear or a reluctance to consider conflicting evidence. Indoctrination produces students who lack the motivation to pursue knowledge for themselves. Students become closed minded agents, either because they're intellectually arrogant or intellectually servile. And either outcome is bad. Professors are supposed to be looking to help students be more confident and informed. Arrogance and servility work against those goals. You may ask, How do professors make sure we are not encouraging closed-minded adaptation? Well, by focusing on its opposite, open-mindedness and intellectual humility, and modeling those intellectual virtues ourselves. If professors admit when they are wrong, discuss failures, and let students know when they are unsure about something, we can guard against closed-mindedness in two different ways. First, by modeling the kind of humility that professors hope students will adopt. Encourage them to aspire to be something other than intellectually arrogant. Show that the best way to approach any academic activity is with an open mind. Second by knocking professors down a peg or two. To discourage students from seeing professors as an all-knowing authority. Also as someone to defer to at all times. As the Loyola Marymount philosophy professor Jason Bureau writes in his Guide to Intellectual Virtues, the stronger we are, the weaker they can feel and therefore the more reluctant they can be to take the kinds of intellectual risks or to engage in ways that are crucial to their own intellectual development instead by admitting in the classroom that professors don't have all the answers this can help students develop the confidence to admit when they are unsure and the autonomy to do something about that uncertainty The next option is to provide opportunities in the class for students to practice open-mindedness. Regularly expose them to multiple perspectives, even those in which the professors disagree with. Professors could organize class debates in which students argue as convincingly as possible against the view they actually hold. That kind of role-playing exercise shows students that their own view is just one of many and that everyone has reasons for believing what they do. Teaching inductively by having students engage in problem-solving or case studies and asking them to induce general principles from what they learn can help them practice this crucial skill. If you teach argumentative writing and stress that a thesis statement should change as the evidence does, should be the same if you teach the history of science? highlight those moments when our understanding of the world shifted because the evidence did. Emphasizing open-mindedness and intellectual humility can help ensure professors will indoctrinate students, even on subjects professors don't really feel strongly about. Of course professors have political opinions and views. Students know that. You can tell your students that you will work to ensure that your views do not influence your evaluation of their progress in the course. The main importance is for professors not to succumb to promoting one ideology over another because they trust their student to reason through to the right position this was saint augustine's argument on the christian doctrine in which he recommended the inclusion of pagan teachings in christian education trusting in the rational faith of the christian scholar to handle it properly the destruction of indoctrination can only be destroyed by clear thought If people want to pass on their ideas on the next generation, they should focus on building up the logic, not just giving them the right texts to read and TV shows to watch. The goal should be to understand the idea by reasoning, not by following the masses blindly. This concludes my documentary on indoctrination from past to present. The next documentary will be on the state, anarchy, and utopia. Thank you.